Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Good morning, Steelers Nation, and hello for the last time, the final day from Radio Row here inside the Indiana Convention Center. Of course, all part of our ongoing combine coverage here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. It is Friday. It is the first day of March. And as I mentioned, it is our final day here in this 2024 edition of the Combine on Radio Row. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here from 9 until 10. Then as he's done this week, our buddy Matt Williamson will join us from 10 until noon. And then from noon until 2, you will have Dale and Matt. And thus will conclude our coverage of this NFL Combine here. It's been a big week. It's a big day today. The quarterbacks, Arthur Motes, ooh, the prom kings, they're at the podium right now. And the... I tried to think of what would be a cool high school example to maybe the the principal as well, too. Omar Khan scheduled to stop by SNR around new superintendent. I don't know what the GM equivalent role is for a school district, but Omar Khan here on SNR around noon to kick off things on the drive with Dale and Matt. Big final day here, Motsi. Listen, superintendent, when you said the principal, you made my anxiety go up. That's Mike Tomlin, right? He's the principal. The, the, the hairs on the back of my neck start to stand up. I started to look around. I started to quiver like a little dog that's nervous. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Do I got the right attire on? Is my polo poloed enough? Are my denim denims enough? I brought on my school shoes today. Am I okay today, man? Don't 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 get me in trouble, man. All right. All right. But, uh, yes, the quarterbacks are here. The big wigs are here. GMs, presidents. Well, I don't know if our president's here, but some of the other uh, presidents are here. You see them driving around in shiny buses with a big star on them. Um, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. All right. But uh, what I will say is um, with the quarterbacks being here, I am excited to hear about them. No bull. <laughs> <laughs> you see what Arthur Motes did there. <laughs> Official apparel company. Uh, of the 2024 Combine. No bull. Some might say we, we know a lot about. No bull. Is it is it as no bull or is it no bull or no, is that the joke? Bull. If it was noble, it would be spelled noble. But you know, sometimes they you, do no, these, no, no. these you, play you, on words. Don't 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 overthink it. It's spelled right there for you. Hey. All right, hold on. Can I I've been wanting to do this all week. I can't wait, baby. It's the last day. If you don't push the button. And we don't ask for permission, if we ask you for forgiveness. Do not right? push the little red button. Come on, man. Do so, it. So, so is it, it. Is, it, is it noble or is it noble? No. Right, there it is. Sorry. Just just one <laughs> time I had I to say, hit, If you don't push the little red button. The comedy club sound effect here push on our the little soundboard. Red button. Okay, just one time. It's been staring at me the entire week. I'm proud of you. You have been so mature about the soundboard. Ladies and gents, typically when we're in the studio, y'all know we have, you know, the audio <laughs> beds. But we don't use all these bells and whistles typically. This little, you know, convenient little road class A servo biased or servo based preamps APHEX on board. Pretty cool. Thigamabopper Digital makes it work for us to, you know, convey this content to you guys. Mm -hmm. Has all these little fancy buttons that light up. And Wes is like a kid 
mm-hmm. you know, super excited every time a little button flash. He's like, oh, should I push that? And we're like, no, Wes, don't do it. He's like, oh, what about this one? We're like, no, Wes, don't do it. And yeah, he, he just kind of contained himself today. But he, he did such a great job this week. If you want to push the button again, man, you can push it again. No bull. <laughs> we'll be here all week. But actually not because this that's why we should have hit the sounder on the first day because then you can make that. Hey, I'll be here all week. Make sure to tip your waitress. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, somebody say uh, no bull to that as well. <laughs> Oh, Motsi, it is an exciting time. In a in a weird way, it's while we're at the end of our combine journey here, it's invigorating in a sense because we have some some comments from Omar Khan yesterday. He's expected again to join us around noon here today. We finally have our first tangible on-field workouts. We've got weights and measurements and all those things rolling in as well, too. Uh, quarterbacks at the podium today. So we had some action last night. All right. Uh, finally, we had defensive tackles, uh, defensive linemen, edge guys, tackles. Yeah, I say don't 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 minimize. You know the big men running, Correct. but also the DNs out there because you did see some speed. Shout out to Chop Robinson. Anytime yeah. we get some foul foul ish, anytime we get foul foul. Yeah, we, we don't we don't say four four when it's D line when it's big men running when it's the big men running it foul foul. All right. Because that's f- still impressive for Come the big on, man. man. Like, that, I remember a time when 4-4 four, four was good speed for right, anyone. Right, that fuck for the big one. Now, bro. if you're a wide receiver and you're running 4-4. Four, four, they're like, you're slow. You're slow. I, don't know if he, I don't know if he's going to survive out there. You're like, bro, what? And that happened really quick. Like, huh? Do you know how fast 4-4 four, four <laughs> is? <laughs> like, I don't know if this guy has blazing speed. Like, ah, uh, just just have you seen it in person. Just, just watch it in person and then you tell me if it's slow or not. Uh, 4.48 for Chop Robinson. Of course, out of Penn State, talented edge uh, edge rusher. Uh, for the Nittany Lions, 1.54, 10-yard split. Uh, pretty impressive, too, for his weight size, 254. I mean, that's a – you know, he's not running that at, at 230. I mean, 254, that's that's um, that's um the type of number he was looking for. A hundred percent. I mean, we know he's still a, you know, taller guy, so mm-hmm. it doesn't – Almost 6'3". Right, it doesn't look as bulky as you would like, per se, but at the same time, to me, man, 250-plus is – more than big enough when you talk about just the length that he plays with, the leverage that he plays with, and that explosivity. Or I don't even know that's a real word. It just sounds cool, it right? Sounds cool. Explosivity. But no, his ability to just get off the ball and, like I said, explode out of his hips. He is a elite caliber athlete. And when you just think about, you know, the speed that he just ran, that's a faster time where so on par time with Michael Parsons. Right. That's when you put it in that context. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And we all know Michael Parsons in terms of his get-off, in terms of, you know, how he's able to explode off that ball, he is one of the guys that are doing it at the best level in terms of just, you know, being able to go in a straight line and stuff like that. And with Chop, when you see, you know, him getting off that ball, that's a big reason why he puts a lot of them tackles in those stressed-out positions. Because mm-hmm. just like, yo, this dude here is – this is crazy. But to see him weigh in at 250-plus, that's the part that's also like, yo, you didn't look as – Big is 250 plus. Right. right. Thought she was going to be like 242. Yeah. A little little lighter. Yeah. But salute him on, you know, proving us all wrong and uh, ultimately going out there and showing that not only can he have, you know, more weight on his frame, but he can also still maintain that same burst, that same speed with a larger frame. I'm sure some coaches now they're going to be looking and saying, well, hey, you're at 254 doing that. And let's be real, Wes, he still doesn't look filled out. You're asking yourself, well, maybe I could put, you know, 10 more on him. Or maybe he's fine. We're at 254 and we're good right there. Kill him with speed. Play mm-hmm. with the fundamentals of it and then, you know, go from there. Sure. But there are a lot of uh, positive avenues, 
you know, I think for him, now that you just put it out there, it doesn't change, you know, and it doesn't weigh more than the film. And that's what we've course, talked about, you course. know, all week with, you know, any of the various guests we've had or even when uh, Matt comes on with us. But that's the part is like when you look at the film and the film is telling us, boom, 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 this guy can, he is, he is, yes, yes, yes. And then you turn around and you also get, all right, the numbers reflected or the numbers are actually confirming or even reassuring us that he's faster than what we're seeing on tape. That's when you get this perfect dynamic of, all right, now this is a player that I really feel confident drafting. This is a person I really feel confident investing a top draft pick, a, dra- a top draft pick in. Sure. Because as we've seen with Kenny Pickett, it's a lot that goes into it, but it's also, it comes with a lot of expectations and you don't really have a lot of time to allow it to develop at a normal rate. What's the NFL stand for? It has, not for long. You not know this, baby. So it's like, it has to be an expedited, you know, return on your investment. So you're trying to find which guy, if you're going to take them early, can give us the quickest return on investment. And it's a crapshoot, but to an extent, you're looking at all of that film from this season. And then you're trying to see, man, well, when the lights are big, when, you know, you're stressed out and the moment isn't going exactly how it needs to for you to be your best self, can you still show up and drop something that's fire like he did with that 448? And that's what you want to see. I think that's very impressive by him, man. So let me ask you this, too. The conversation around Chop Robinson is an intriguing one, and I think you kind of you, you, you touched on it there in a way. Um, his explosiveness is undeniable. He, he looks the part. You see it on film. He's doing it right at a big school and a big conference against, against high-level talent and all that stuff. He also has nine and a half sacks over the last two seasons, which obviously isn't a big number for a highly projected edge rusher, right? Right. So if, if you're you know wearing your scout hat or your, your talent evaluator, how do you balance the potential young guy, what you see on the tape, with knowing the fact of, you know, nine and a half sacks over the last two seasons, you would have probably liked to see some more production in that in that department. What's that conversation like to you? Man, I'm saying look at the past, I think, two outside linebackers that have come out of there. Uh, Owe and uh, before Parsons, I forgot his name. He was another um, long, linear, pass rusher, okay. freaky athlete. But the production wasn't anything crazy. In fact, we were all looking like, well, man, how do we know that he's not just another Aaron Maven, right? Shout out to Aaron Maven, one of my former teammates, man. Cool dude, doing awesome stuff. But in terms of, you know, his NFL career, a lot of the reason why weight matters is because when he came out of Penn State, he was an elite athlete, could run crazy fast, but he weighed about 215 pounds. And, you know, he would get manhandled by these grown tackles and he couldn't play the run because he was just too small for that position. But collegially you're running by everybody. You're running by everybody. So now when you see these longer, taller defenders like Chop Robinson and company, there are a lot more questions surrounding can their game translate up to this level. Hmm. But when I look at a guy like uh, Owe, hmm. right? You think about his production, it wasn't crazy. But he had all those intangibles. And the question was, if you add a little bit more on his frame, can he play against the run? Can he be more of an every-down type defender? And you've seen his game develop. Now, it wasn't like that in year one. Sure. But he was also in a system where he wasn't asked to be the guy in year one, too. And I think we would all agree, where you go, that situation does matter. So, you know, for guys like Chop, where – you see the intangibles, you see, you know, he has all the physical traits. 
and the production was kind of minimal in terms of the sack specific element of it. You instantly, you got to go back and look at the pressures. Sure. And I think that would give you some more reassurance because you're going to say to yourself, man, well, even though he didn't finish with a sack, he's getting home, he's getting home. And this, and this was the whole argument this year with TJ Watt versus Miles Garrett in that day. The pressures, or in terms of Michael Parsons as well, some of the pressure element, we don't like to give credit or enough credit because it doesn't look sexy in the stat column as a sack. But in all seriousness, a sack could come off of a blown blocking assignment. A sack can come off of the quarterback booting right when everybody else is going, sure. you know, the wrong way. And sure. now he just has to give himself up. A sack can literally be you're running after the quarterback. He's run, He runs out of bounds, and you're the closest guy to him within three yards. So they give you the sack. Correct. Whereas when you're watching a guy have pressures consistently, when you're watching him get QB hits QB on hits. top of the pressures, yep. Now you're watching impact. You're watching him influence the quarterback. You're watching him negatively impact the offense. And it's, you know, one of those things where we really do look and say at times pressures and QB hits are almost more or you would want that more than just a person that could just get you one sack and they don't give you anything else. Because, like I said, that one sack without any other consistent impact, it's not going to do enough for you. And that's the part where you're trying to find that guy. And that's why we love TJ Watt, because he gives you both. That's why with Miles Garrett, defense player of the year, is because he did both. Michael Parsons, he gives you both. Max Crosby gives you both. That's why these guys are who they are. But how many of them came into the league day one and were doing that? Very, now, very rare. You know what I mean? It's very like, rare. Even the elite of the elite guys, they still typically start, you like, know. Like TJ, TJ, TJ had, a nice, had a nice rookie season. That's right. a nice start. Right? Seven and a half. It but wasn't it's not crazy. All, it's not all pro production. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing. But he also, you know, for us here, he technically wasn't asked to be the full-time guy. But because of his ability to play like that, he became the full-time guy. I just don't know if every other organization is going to operate with the same level of this isn't an end-all, be-all. But if you are playing at this level, we can make it that. Right. Some of these other organizations, right, some of these other organizations is literally, I need you, I brought you here, you're going out there, I don't care if you're ready. You're going to learn on the fly. And that's where you see some of these guys have some what we call, you know, the bust or, you know, start off slow in their career because of that element of it. But I'm not, you know, going to back off of Chot Robinson because of, you know, the back to back, you know, nine years total sacks. Right. I think that he still does bring a lot of other things to the table. And I, I mean, like, I've literally seen dudes get nine sacks and you're like, bro. Seven that's, of these sacks were, the were, were like trash. One hundred percent. Yeah. You see, you see guys. But in a person college. will read the number with the intangibles. Like, oh, I love this guy. And you're like, how? Yep. How? This is not like good football. Like this is luck. For example, I remember, and I don't know why this, but this one just this example just came to me. Watching Isaiah Bugs at Alabama, mm-hmm. he got more sacks than, than some anybody. of their than some of yes. their stud pass rushers. And that and that was everybody's claim to fame. Was like, yeah, this guy has led them in sacks. And look at with, all the great players he's with playing with. This guy and that guy. Yep. You're like, bro, just because this happened and that's happened, that doesn't equate to you know, that doesn't equate to those guys just right. ultimately being better or right. worse. It just simply means right. that. Man, after all the pressure and everything that went crazy, he was the guy that, you know, it fell into his lap. Yes. Or, you know, he beat his guy and, you know, he was able to make the play. But it started because this outside linebacker cooked the tackle and that made this quarterback step up immediately. Right. Or this other D tackle was mauling the guard and that made him have to slide over to you. Yep. It's a lot of things a lot like of that to go into it. A lot of different elements yeah. like that into it. Um, yeah. 
I, 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 yeah, I tell you what, my, one of my buddies, Greg from college, who I haven't seen in about 10 years, just walked by and Man, threw me on there. I, tell Greg. You what, I love it. I love it. Um, that is the funny thing. I'm over here, like waving at different dudes. I know and I'm trying to stay like focused. I see you doing the same thing. It's like, you call it, you say it's like the who's who you're going to see everybody, you know, Dude, that's hilarious. I that promise. completely, yeah. that completely threw me off for my thought yeah. there. He, uh, he covers, uh, Virginia for the Cavaliers for one of the newspapers. Now, now, now you, you know, I'm not going to ever shout out UVA. I'm just throwing it out there. You, you look at me <laughs> like you want me to shout him out. Tech, right? Well, but they both suck. Well, he didn't go to UVA. It's he just okay. covers the team. They still both, job, as long know? as he's saying that they both suck. Well, yeah, he's a WVU guy. Okay. Well, good. Then, okay. As long as he's on the right team. But that was funny. I have, I haven't seen Greg in like 10 years and he just walked right by. That was Pointed at me and threw me off there. I'm like, Pretty dope. We'll have to go say hello to him. Oh, at some absolutely, point. man. But yeah, I, I think that's why you're. And, and again, that's why you have such an extensive scouting process, yeah. though. You know what I mean? It's not just the numbers. It's not just the tape. It's not just your interviews. It's not just what you do in your workouts here. It is all of that to paint the full picture, to get the full gambit, the full bio, and that's kind of you know where you where you go from there. Um, and decide to make your big board and your picks and then your belief systems and all those things and stand by it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how you got to do mm-hmm. it. Wes Euler, Arthur Motes hanging out here at the combine. It's our final day on radio row. Big day quarterbacks. It's a are big at the podium. Day. We'll see if no there's any bull. No bull that it's no a big bull. one here uh, on radio row today. Quarterbacks at the podium. Some of them just finishing now. It It is funny. Like we can tell when the media availability wraps up and then, when it's because there's a little pause in between yeah. the, because all the media people come pouring out of the other side oh, 100%, to go yeah. over to the media center to write their articles. We all and start everything. looking. We're like, what happened? Oh, and nobody's then, talking right now. And then, about, and then about like 30, 40 minutes later, when everybody the next round is, you'll back see in. them all rushing back. We're like, oh, I got, and then we'll look at it, it's like an email. Since so it's about to go to the point, I'm like, oh, all right, got it. That's where everybody's running over there no. now. Nice. So it's fantastic. We love it. It's a very cool ecosystem here. This this combine. It's our final day here. We'll try and nab a couple guests for you as well. Too a reminder that I will continue to say uh, Omar Khan expected to join us around noon here uh, at the beginning of the drive with Dale and Matt, which will be our final programming of this 2024 combine. We'll be back in just a few minutes. It's all part of our ongoing coverage on Steelers Nation Radio. is continuing coverage of the 2024 NFL Combine live from Indianapolis on Steelers Nation Radio. We are moving. We are shaking. It's another day on Radio Row, our final day of coverage here on SNR from the 2024 NFL Combine. Some might say it's the final countdown. Too bad we don't have a sound effect for that on the board here. Oh, my God. All these little cool little buttons up here that light up and all this other cool stuff, and you don't have a button that does that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just just blanked there for a second. All those mature compliments I gave him in the first 15 minutes of the show. All of that. Look at how this guy has just been mature all week. You know, he had a birthday out here. He's really been, you know, growing up. I'm proud of the way that this guy has shown up every day I with am, khaki pants I am on. Older than I was you know, when I got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Older today than you were yesterday. Absolutely, brother. And I'm proud of you for that, man. I'm proud of you. All right. But all that maturity that I was praising has just this is going out the window. It's off the rails. Okay. I'm hoping that we're gonna get it back at some point. We will. We but, will. But because I, I'm real skeptical. I'm real skeptical right now. Because you and I, we, we have a couple rules on the show, right, that we've developed in our, our six years of doing radio together. We, we don't work on Fridays. We don't work on Fridays. We never take anything serious. We never take anything and serious. We are, we are a fact-based show. We, we are one thing that is a fact-based show, but we, we don't do a lot of uh, fact-checking. 
You know, we, we just drop facts on you, okay? Uh, we know what happens when you assume on this show. You're going to get it right. You get it right. And that's that's you know, actual factual. That's a proven concept. I don't care what anyone says. So we, we've had some some things, you know, some some Ten Commandments of the Steelers Blitz over yes, the years, I, if you I, will. Yes, I, I think that's appropriate, though. And I completely agree. Yeah. And one of those commandments, Motsi, is always that when one of the bosses, when one of the head honchos speaks, we listen. Hey, sh- you heard that right. Whether that be Art Rooney II, whether that be right. Mike Tomlin, right. whether that be Omar Khan, right. the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who was here to do his media. Well, he's here right now as well, too. But I mean, we saw the boss man walk by yesterday live. Y'all heard us at the different time. Granted, it was uh, in the 2 o'clock hour we were yes. on. But y'all saw when the boss man walk by. We had the whole quick pop. Oh, that was boss man. I mean, I even felt glad that he acknowledged our little section he he, he, multiple he us, times. He, gave us a little he was like, "Boom!" It was like, "Oh, yellow little, with us." Little finger guns, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it, as he walked by, and a finger gun in this setting is it, one finger, not two. He ain't go bow bow. It wasn't a bow bow because that'd Just been like, hate. yeah, the bow bow. Yeah, it, it, up, it, it's, he's minimizing if he's bow bow. But the singular boom, it was like it was it was, it was it was like a shooter McGavin. He's like, I got you, bro, shoot fellas. Me. Yeah, but I like that respect. It was like yo, he saw the S and R and he respected it. So if the if the Steelers general manager. Is putting some respect on the broadcast. I think everybody out there should be doing the same thing. All right, so appreciate y'all tuning in with us this week. Yeah, absolutely. Back live in the saddle, man. We hadn't done this in a while, man. Yeah, no, you without know? a doubt, it's been a lot of fun. And part of that fun is the access. Part of that fun is some of the audio, and of course, uh, Omar Khan taking the podium yesterday for his combine media availability. Uh, the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here is what he had to say at the podium yesterday. You know, we'll look at every option. Uh, right now, we have one guy under contract. Uh, it's Kenny Pickett. I uh, feel really good about Kenny. Um, but we, you know, he knows and we all know that we're, there's going to be competition in the room. And we've always been a team that keeps three quarterbacks. And I'd expect that to be the same this year. So we'll, we'll look at all avenues. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean by the value? By being the first pick in the second round, you mean? Yeah, when it was cor- correct. Yeah, you know, we, we entertained uh, conversations for uh, 24 hours, and we evaluated uh, uh, the offers that we had. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we felt really good about Joey Porter Jr. and uh, uh, felt the best thing for us was to, to take Joey at that pick. I mean, I don't know if it's increased in value. It's just, you know, they have that window, 24 hours, to, to entertain conversations about it. And I think that goes for uh, all those early picks in that round. You know, I think the same thing happens maybe in the, in the, at the beginning of the fourth round, too. You know, you, there's, there's always, every team always has some players that you're staring at right at, on the board that you're like, man, he's still there. You know, how, how can I go get him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that you know, uh, with with Presley and 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 Mitch and and, and Mason and Chooks, uh, w- once we made the decision that uh, they weren't going to be a part of the 2024 team, it just felt like it was the right thing to do was to give those guys the opportunity to uh, to hit the free agency market uh, sooner than later. They, every one of those guys is a stand-up guy, you know. They they uh, it was a great experience to have those guys around, and uh, that that we just felt like the right thing the right thing to do was to. Uh, Give them an opportunity to explore other options sooner and later. Uh, 
yeah, yeah. Our, our evaluation, you know, of the team continues, and you know, we, you know, the, the, the free agency period really starts March 11th when you can have conversations, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see what the opportunities are, and and uh, see what comes of it. Well, you know, the linebacker position, um, the inside linebacker position, we have Landon Roberts under contract, Mark, uh, Mark Robinson, uh, Cole Holcomb had a, had a, uh, you know, an awful injury. Um, I don't, don't really have a timetable when he'll be back. Uh, Quan Alexander's a free agent, but he also had a, um, a, uh, a major injury. So it's, it's obviously a position that we have to address. I, I've said this since I got this job, I said depth and competition are really important to me. So regardless of position and, um, so, you know, I just I think it's kind of speaks for itself. Omar, with the NIL changing college football, you have new quarterbacks, especially that are staying longer, that are going to different schemes. How much does that help their development when they're coming into the league? Are you guys seeing on tape like, wow, they are maybe a more polished product than they have been in previous years because they're incentivized to stay in college longer? Yeah, you know, I can't speak specifically to the. Uh, to the NIL thing, but I'll say, you know, every year that you're, you're playing football and when, when you're young and you're, you're growing uh, mentally, um, you, your body, you're naturally hopefully going to get better. So the, the more you play, hopefully the better you get. The addition of the transfer portal to that too, giving them opportunities to play, you know, maybe run the spread scheme when they go straight, yeah. run the pro style offense. How much does that help when they're coming in and have experience in these different schemes? Well, I think it depends on how much they perfect, perfected the scheme they were at before. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's 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 different, right? It's new to all of us. It's it's been going on for the last couple of years, and um, you know, I think time will tell what the effects have been on that. It's it's still pretty fresh. Um, you know, ultimate coach makes those decisions, but um, you know, I when when he came in for his interview, and I, I spent some time with him, and um, just his his vision for the team. Uh, the offense was just was, was really encouraging um, from my standpoint. I know I'll, I'll let Coach, when you guys get him, speak to to his opinion. But uh, I, I just you know I enjoyed hearing his vision. Yeah. Yeah, you know, good players come in different shapes and sizes. So we're 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 in the business of acquiring as many good players as we can, regardless of position. Yeah, you know, that's new to all of us. Um, and I mean, we'll we'll see. You know, obviously, open-minded, and um, you know, gives us an opportunity to. Uh, see a lot of guys from different schools going up against each other. So I guess there's value in that. But uh, it's new to all of us, and I think time will tell as to whether it was a, the right move or not the right move. Omar, you started Broderick at left tackle, but he moved to right tackle midseason. Do you guys kind of view him as a versatile tackle now, as a right tackle, or a guy that maybe you guys want to move back to the left? Yeah, he, he's, you know, I, I, I've said this before, versatility on the offensive line is important, and he proved that he could play right tackle. But he was drafted to be a left tackle. And eventually he will be a left tackle. And uh, uh, when that is, you know, time will tell. But he was drafted to be a left tackle. You know, we evaluate and um, 
you can never have enough good players at a specific position. I was taught that a long time ago, and that's kind of the approach I take. You know, you have to, you know, we're, we, this is a good draft. There's some good players out there, and I'm, I'm excited about the options that we might have at 20 or, you know, if there's an opportunity to move up or down. I, I think uh, there, there's, it's, it's, it's a good talented draft. You know, you know, he knows we want him back. Uh, we've had conversations, um, but it's just sort of how the process goes. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, I can't tell, um, you know, when the deal will get done, hopefully with us. But, um, you know, it's just a process, and I understand it. But, we, we, you know, we'd like to have him back, Mark. You know, I I, th I think uh, any pl every player kind of owes it to himself. I mean, I, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's still a few weeks till till the start of the league year. Um, but um, I, I know we'd like to have him back, and I I believe he wants to come uh, come back and, and and compete, and he likes it here. And you know, we've had a good experience with Mason. Yeah, I mean, we're we're looking at everything. Um, I, I, you know, we we uh, we we have a need, but um, we have uh, Nate Herbig, and we have some off other other players that have some flexibility. But we're going to look at everything, and uh, you know, I, I don't I don't want to just say we're going to do it through the draft or just through free agency. You know, we owe it to ourselves to look at it, look at it at all. It could, you know, he's he's had some position flexibility. You know, he's had. He has position flexibility, but he uh, James really had a good season at guard, and uh, you know we were encouraged by that. Felt like he got better every week. You're, you're talking about uh, other free agents. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I'll say about the cap going up, it's, it applies to all of us. So you know, whatever it impact, whatever impact it might have on us, it also has it on the other 31 teams. So uh, we we spent some time with Tori at Iowa, excuse me, at uh, at the Senior Bowl, um, and uh, you know had a, a really good experience. It's a it's a good uh, uh, special team uh, group out there. As you know, we don't have a punter on the roster right now, so we're evaluating everything. Always going to look and evaluate at every option that's out there to try to make us better. Always. Yeah, Allen. Um, we had a great experience with him this year. Uh, he he came in. You know, we made the trade. Um, uh, he's. It was fun. I mean, you guys saw the impact he had on the run game, and uh, you know, just it's been a great experience with him so far. I mean, Arthur's the offensive coordinator, um, obviously. So, um, but we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we're going to look at everything. You know, we get, like I said, uh, players come in different sizes and shapes and have different talents, and we're always going to try as many good get as many good players as we can, at, regardless of the position. I didn't hear what was the question. 
I, I'm not going to talk about uh, a specific player, but I'll just tell you we're looking at every uh, we'll look at every option. Uh, as of right now, we, you know, we're having conversation. I'm not going to speak, speak to specific uh, negotiation for, you know, an individual player, but uh, I have a lot of respect and for Deontay. And, um, you know, usually, as you guys know, the, the extensions usually happen later on in the year. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Omar Khan speaking at the podium yesterday there with the national media and members of the Pittsburgh media as well, too. Certainly, and a reminder, he will be here on SNR around noon, a little under two and a half hours from now. But a couple things there that we need to discuss, Arthur Motes. The first, I think the my number one takeaway, because I know there's some stuff from Kenny and some questions about quarterback and other stuff like that, that a lot of times is speculation and you got to look into his wording and these things. What's not speculation, what was clear cut from Omar Khan yesterday was on Broderick Jones, and I quote, he was drafted to be a left tackle and eventually he will be a left tackle, end quote. When a GM speaks that directly, you know it's the truth. You can take it as the gospel. Broderick Jones left tackle, that's something we had wondered, right? Had success on the right side this year. Do they eventually want to move him there? How does that affect the draft process? So to me, that was just, that was big to hear that stated clearly and factually as we kind of construct the rest of this offseason process. Does that happen now becomes the question, but you would think so? I mean, the sooner the better for him because you want him to get acclimated and adjusted. I mean, right now it's exciting, but it's only exciting if he comes over there and produces. You move him over there and he looks bad. Now we're over here like, oh, my God, put him back in right. What are we doing, you know? So that's kind of how I look <laughs> at it right now. I mean, for him, I'm pretty sure it's cool because he's going to get a little bit of just, you know, information. Right now, I'm sure he was training back and forth because you don't know which one they're going to be having him predominantly at. Um, being a guy like myself who had played multiple positions inside and outside linebacker during the all season or whenever there was change with coordinators, position coaches, you're like, man. Is this going to change my position now? Are we going from a 4-3 scheme to a 3-4 scheme? Am I going to be inside linebacker versus outside linebacker? So I'm sure for Broderick, man, it's like, man, I was a left tackle predominantly at Georgia. I come here and I get to start at right tackle. But I still want to go back to left. That's what I was drafted for. And even though it is not, you know, as prominent as it used to be, we still have, for the football purist out there, <clears throat> that left tackle is the best offensive lineman vibe. And I get it. Correct. And, you know, it's the talk, highest paid. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Talking to people that know, you know, Broderick, that's one of the things that they talk about. It's like, man, he does like that part of it because it's, it does matter. And I'm one of the football purists. And I'm like, absolutely, man. If you're the best guy, man, you're supposed to be on the left, period. And for him, he's going to get that opportunity. Now, am I excited for him? Yes. At the same time, this is going to be a new challenge for him. No doubt. No right doubt. tackle, you're facing different type of rushers, body types, and typically the quarterback can see. So he's able to help you if you get beat. He's able to sometimes, yeah, exactly, right? yeah. He's able to do certain things to offset your deficiencies at times. At left tackle, you don't get that luxury. Correct. At left tackle, you mess up, and yeah, we've seen how bad it can get. That's the part for me where it's like, man, don't run from the challenge, run to it. And I think he will. And I'm excited for him. But, yeah, man, this is it's going to be interesting now because now what do you do with Dan Moore? Is Dan just exclusively going to be depth now that he started two full seasons? Sure. At left tackle? Sure. 
or are you going to move him and have him compete at right tackle? Mm-hmm. Or is he become your swing tackle? Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of questions with that because Dan Moore is still a quality player in this league. You don't start this many games. You don't, you know, play, you know, to this level without being a good player. Not really good, not great, just a good player. So in that vein, it's like, okay, well, what do we do with him? Because we've already thinned out our depth by releasing Mason Cole. Sure. You don't want to and shoot. You don't want to keep releasing guys that are starters or guys that have starts that amount of starts in this league because there are just simply not a lot of big offensive linemen that are good that can move their feet. That's why we look at the same ones get paid over and over and over because not a lot of those type of guys that can just move well enough at this level. So that's the one part that I think will be interesting to see with Dan Moore. Now, we still have him under contract. He's still very cheap. So that's the part for me where it's like, I don't think we would try to do anything like that. But at the same time, I'm sure he has value. So if you were going to potentially explore trade yeah. options, yeah. that could potentially be available as well because he has played well enough and he is still cheap enough that in the same vein that we saw Kevin Dotson get shipped to the Rams, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like that happen if, you know, that was the the course they wanted to take, though. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. It does. That's certainly going to be – I got a feeling when we get to OTAs and minicamp, when we get to training camp, all that stuff, the uh, Broderick Jones storyline is going to be one that we're going to be following there. Uh, more from Omar Khan when we return on the other side. We got uh, one more segment to go before our buddy Matt Williamson joins us for our final two hours here on Radio Row. So we will close down some thoughts on what Omar Khan had to say yesterday as we close down this first hour of the program on the other side. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, live on Radio Row inside the Indiana Convention Center. It's all part of our ongoing draft combine coverage right here on SNR. Live from the 2024 NFL Combine, this is Steelers Nation Radio. Closing down the first hour here on our final day of Combine coverage. Motsi and I have been kicking around some of the comments made by Steelers General Manager Omar Khan yesterday in his annual Combine media availability. Of course, uh, say, say that again. Annual Combine <laughs> media availability. I just love how you do that, right? See, there. when I get through those tongue, when I get through those tongue that. twisters, you know, <laughs> this isn't like say that five times fast. All right, I, I'm with you, man. It, it's just the professionalism that that you're on. You know, the, the, the professionalism <laughs> that you're see? displaying. Because yeah. see, I don't have the khakis on. I'm not as professional as you are. Well, when Omar Khan's stopping by the building, I know. Today, you, know you gotta you gotta look your best. Listen, I am on the J V still, you're varsity. So that's why you need to have khakis on because you're gonna actually interact and see him and you're gonna actually like sit down next to him and you're gonna need to look official, okay? By the time the Omar Khan comes this way, I should be on was it I eighty five going back towards Pittsburgh, all right? That's what I should be doing when he's talking to you guys. Isn't it I seventy? It's one of them. If you're on I eighty five, I think you're going to like Chicago or St. Louis. You know what? That's what I was remembering when I was driving it. You'll figure it out. Hey, look, let, I'll let the GPS take the wheel. It's out of my hands That's now. it. It's That's out of my it. hands. It's in Waze's hands. Yeah, come on, man. It's out of my hands. Uh, the, the the final thing to kind of discuss uh, comments-wise from Omar Khan yesterday, of course, uh, the questions, the comments on the quarterback situation. Um, and so two, I think two different separate separate quotes here that are, that are relevant. The first was when Omar Khan was asked specifically about Kenny Pickett. He said, and I quote, I have full faith in Kenny Pickett. Obviously, there were some issues with the offense. I'm excited about the impact that Arthur Smith is going to have on him. I know Arthur's very optimistic about Kenny, and I know they've communicated. We'll see where it goes. We feel really good about him, end quote. And then 
Motsi kind of asked about the larger quarterback position as well, right? Are you considering a trade? Are you considering a free agent? He was asked specifically about guys like, you know, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And the answer he gave is we look at every option. Right now we have one guy under contract. That's Kenny Pickett. We feel really good about Kenny, but he knows, and we all know there's going to be competition in the room. And we've always been a team that keeps three quarterbacks. I'd expect that to be the same this year. So we'll look at all avenues. Can I just say, I love that answer and I hate it at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like that is like perfect, perfect G talk. We'll look that at all avenues. Was perfect, but I can't stand it. I was just like, come on, don't do me like this, man. <laughs> it wasn't as cut and dry no, as the Broderick, the Broderick right. Jones is, was drafted to be a left tackle. But it, it, was, it was a great answer though. And also it was a great answer. And that's the answer that you want to hear because he's not making it about himself. He's not making this a big ordeal, but he is giving you validation that we are not okay with what took place. And yes, we still have confidence in this player developing, but we are also going to be looking at other avenues to potentially expedite the return on that investment. And all of those things can be true. I think that was one of the uh, one of the things that we kind of lose sight of when we are doing the football, you know, conversations, right? It's like, man, if it was bad, it was like, oh, my God, it's terrible. And it can never come back. It can never get another opportunity. It's either the to, best thing right. ever or the worst thing ever. And it's like, well, sometimes, man, you go through a little bit of a rough start. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, go out exactly as planned. But what can happen if you allow it, if you give it some time, sometimes it can click. Sometimes it can, you know, have that re, you know, vitalization of their career. And I think for Kenny, I mean, it is cool. I'm sure he has to be feeling good that he knows now that this is not the first or the second person within that organization to confirm their belief that he should get an opportunity. We've heard Coach Tomlin talk about it, confirming he was QB1 going to get an opportunity. We've heard Mr. Rooney confirm it, talk about it. He's going to get an opportunity to be QB1. And now we're getting Omar Khan, the Steelers general manager, saying the exact same thing. So for Kenny, find comfort in that, that the three people that matter the most have belief in you. Because I'm sure from a fan perspective, I'm sure from a media perspective, we're going to comb through it and we're going to have different opinions on it. But some people are going to look at this as, man, this is failure. This is oh, lame. I don't want to hear any of this nonsense because what has he done to warrant such confidence or such belief in him? But the difference is they don't matter. The ones that do matter are Mr. Rooney, Coach Tomlin. And Omar Khan, when you talk about who are the three guys that are going to have the most intimate understanding, the most intimate knowledge of Kenny Pickett and belief in him. That's the holy trinity. It's Mr. Rooney. Yeah. It's Coach Tomlin and it's Omar Khan. So I do even personally, because, you know, I've battled with that as well. The whole dynamic of, man, when do you decide to move on or when do you decide that you need to bring in a higher level of competition? But I side with if the organization who watches this guy who's put countless hours, not just what we might watch, you know, from what we've seen on Sundays. We're talking about them knowing everything about the makeup of him, knowing what he did in college and why he was successful there and believing that, hey, we can get him back to that. Those are the things that I'm going to, you know, trust in the organization to do. But I'm also going to trust in them saying, number one, that they're interested in bringing Mason back. But number two that they want some type of competition in here. And those are the things that, like I said, man, I think will at least, I hope bring or, or uh, 
have a little bit different results in a positive manner this year versus last year from the quarterback position specifically. Yeah, that's well stated by you. Uh, final, final kind of um, question, comment around the quarterback. Well, too, we all know Mason Rudolph, uh, pending free agent, right? Uh, of course, Omar Khan was asked about Mason Rudolph and his free agency when the when the market opens up here uh, in what just about a week and a half. Yeah, the thirteenth day before my birthday, man. There we go. That's right. Hey, you know what? I'll remember that. There we go. Uh, Omar Khan, when asked about Mason Rudolph, said, and I quote: "He knows we want him back. We've had conversations, but it's just sort of how the process goes. At the end of the day, it's a few weeks until the start of the league year, but I know we'd like to have him back, and I believe he wants to come back and compete. He likes it here, and we've had a good experience with Mason." End quote. Yeah, the uh, tampering period is March 11th, so we'll get, you know, some of that information starting then. So, literally, a little over a week. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out sooner rather than later, man. That's mm-hmm. the exciting part about it. That's why we love the combine, we'll too. We'll see those contracts that hit the wire at 12.01. Like, man, <laughs> y'all are the most efficient negotiators ever. Y'all did this in 60 seconds, huh? <laughs> wow. That was pretty quick. <laughs> wow. That was pretty quick. Yeah, ain't no way y'all talked to them beforehand, huh? Wow. But so there you go. So there's kind of the um, the highlights, if you will, of what General Manager Omar Khan had to say at the podium yesterday. One more time, he of course uh, will be stopping by here to join us on SNR sometime around noon, as that will be uh, the kind of kickoff to Dale and Matt's final edition of the drive here from Radio Row. We've got you covered today until two o'clock on our final. Day here in Indianapolis. A reminder that Yin's Chat has a new combine challenge and it's now live. Yin's Chat is the Steelers trivia and predictive game where you can compete versus Steeler Nation for prizes. This week, answer daily trivia as it relates to the NFL combine. Today's question the number of cornerbacks registering a 40 yard dash faster than 4.3 seconds <laughs> will be over under 1.5. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Wes, you want to give it a go? Ah, <laughs> uh, no stopping me now. I'll go over. I'll go over again. I'm about to say, come on, Wes. Take the over, Wes. Take the over, man. There, you only have fun with the overs. Take come the over. on. Come on. It's boring betting the Listen, unders. Listen, I wish y'all could have just last night when we were reviewing the combine numbers. That was pretty good. We were reviewing I'm the like, 40 numbers. I'm like, all right, come numbers. on. What are the times? How many do we got? Do we got five? Yo, Please we, tell me we got we, five. Did we get five we running two. over four or five? We got two. Five running under four or five with the 40. We didn't even get close. It's like, oh, you sure about this one? I don't think this is what you want, Wes. This ain't, this ain't the NW you want to hear. Well, as Arthur Motes would say, I'm keeping that same energy. I love it, though, I'm man. Gonna go, I'm going to go over it once again. Be consistent with it. Just keep showing up, all right? Eventually, it's going to happen. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm due. I'm due. Uh, you can answer the in chat questions on the Steelers mobile app for your chance to win a signed jersey, a first-round draft pick, inevitable left tackle, Broderick Jones. I want that. Questions are open until Monday. They close. Wes, tell me the answers. The conclusion of the combine. Tell me the answers, bro. You ain't got the answers, Sway. Come on, man. Tell me the answers. I want the Broderick because it's not Ralph. That's Broderick. I want the Broderick. That's an hour in the books here. Two more hours to go with Moats and I. Our buddy Matt Williamson will hop in here with us. We'll go until noon, and then you will have the drive with Dale and Matt from noon until 2. It just gets more and more professional as the day goes along. Well said. More and more professional. Gerard's here now as well, too, our buddy from Steeler TV, so we are super professional. I buttoned up my second button when he sat down. He sat down. I was like, let me just, just just a little bit, just, you know, not too much. Just a little bit. It's Friday, though. It it's, is- like when the, it's like when the headmaster walks in and you know? everyone kind of straightens up in their chair a little bit there. Yeah. We'll have more from Radio Row. It's all part of our ongoing combine coverage here on Steelers Nation Radio. 
Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep, home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you, so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.